verdant north, Nikki gooses us right in the berries with some pretty pink gooseberry mojitos. Dan brings some more mint to the table with some mint chutney. Carolyn talks about propagating some annuals so you don't have to buy them again in the spring. It's going to be rad. Fear not, Papa Squat, and thanks for joining us for this episode of Verdant North. Here's our host, Caroline Hallstrom. Hi, everybody. It's me. I'm Caroline Hallstrom. I am your Verdant North host and on uh, Verdant North Facebook all the time. So if you get a response from Verdant North, it's probably me. So hello, friends. Hi, hi, hi. Um, (laughs) I had a really cool interaction this week, actually. I'm part of a bunch of different... Uh, groups that talk about houseplants and flower gardening and vegetable farming and that kind of stuff. And there was a cool person from um, from Florida uh, who dealt with Hurricane Irene. And it always makes me want to sing, come on, Irene. Oh, I swear. But that's. <laughs> Wait, dude, you mean Irma? <laughs> Irma? <Yeah>. Oh, no. <laughs> Irene was like two years old. I'm sorry. I just had that song stuck in It's my head. okay. Hurricane Irma. <laughs> it's like that movie Irma Goes to Camp. Yeah, exactly. That was Ernest. <laughs> Ernest Gosh, you guys, you guys. This is not my first drink of the night. But I do want to say Hurricane Irma, Irene, Ernest <laughs> was rough. That was some rough stuff. Uh, but my my uh, fellow horticulture enthusiast from a, a plant group hoarders uh, page posted some of the plants they took out of rubble. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'll send you any house plant cuttings you want. Oh, my gosh. You, like, that's so cool. Good luck with your continued cleanup. And I'm also very sorry. I am very, very sorry. <laughs> Because I also pronounced your hurricane wrong. My bad. Um, uh, anyways, we have the whole team together today, which is rad. Hey, what's up, Dan Hudson? Oh, man. My bones is quaking. Your bones is quaking. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, and is that a euphemism? In my early, early 80s. Early 80s. Yeah. He looks... In he, dog years. In t- <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's right or not. But. It is not. <laughs> Hamster okay. years, maybe. Anyway, no, I'm doing good. You're doing good. Okay, yeah, it's doing good well. to good to have you here. We also have with us Miss Nikki Lyons, certified spirit specialist. Hello, hello. Forgive me if you hear me coughing or sneezing or all sorts of things. So I'm trying to figure out if either pollen is trying to kill me or germs. We'll, we'll determine that as we go along. Both, but, both jerks. So, yes. Satan yeah. Case, so yeah. They, they could just be fighting in my face right now. <laughs> I don't know. But so I had um, uh, Miss Caroline help, us, help me out with the drinks. I supervised because I figured probably best if I didn't touch anything just to, just uh, so you guys don't have to go go through everything I am right now. You you be Much my brain. I'll be the hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know where to go with that. But uh, speaking of allergies in this time of year, did you know that the plants that cause allergy problems from pollen are not the same plants that actually have beautiful flowers? Because plants that have really pretty flowers are meant to attract pollinators. And that's how their pollen is spread. But it's not like it just goes shooting off in the air all the time because they don't need to. That's what they have their bees and their pollinators for. The plant that does shoot pollen off right into the air is stuff like grasses, a lot of trees, Mm -hmm. and also... The ugly weeds, not the weeds with cool flowers that you're like, oh, maybe that's a wildflower. Uh-uh. No, this is like ragweed. 
and smart weed and stuff that just it's wind pollinated so it doesn't have any good looking attributes it's like the scraggly weeds that turn into oh technical technical difficulty are we better sorry you were fuzzing a little bit i was fuzzing um do you have a lint roller no, not, not for those. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> stupid joke. All right, so, um, yeah, the plants that look like terribleness and <laughs> that turn into tumbleweeds and stuff, those are the kinds of plants that cause your allergy problems. So it's not, it's not anything with yellow flowers on it like sweet clover or goldenrod. It's not yeah. those. I feel like goldenrod is the one that people are like, oh, that's ragweed. Pull it out. Yeah, that's it's not. That's old people. Yeah. That's maybe I'm ageist if I say that, but I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> Those old people, they don't know anything. <laughs> they don't listen to my podcast, man. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. No, okay. Yeah, but goldenrod definitely gets gets uh, mistaken. Gets for the rod all, every time. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry you don't feel good, and I have no problems. Uh, being your hands to make these delicious cocktails. Do you want to tell us about these gooseberry cocktails? Yes. So um, the drink we made is mojito. Um, pretty simple drink. So started off with some gooseberries. I had no idea what they are, but they're delicious. <laughs> Carolyn said that they would, they would make it turn pink, and that sounded fun. So um, took a little bit of a handful of those, a couple leaves of mint, and then uh, about an ounce or so of simple syrup and about an ounce or so of fresh lime juice and muddled that all together and just kind of squished them all down and got all those nice juices and oils and stuff out of there and then um, put in about a little under two ounces of uh, of rum. You can do pretty much any type of rum. I would avoid something like a spiced rum because it's this equivalent of like a flavored vodka type thing. Nothing wrong with them, but it already has flavor added, so you're kind of wanting to add the flavor of the... Um, the ingredients in the drink here. So the one, the rum I bought, brought is called Banks. Um, so they do a few different blends, and this one's actually a blend of various styles of rums from various countries: um, Barbados, uh, Trinidad. Uh, let's see what else, Jamaica, and then I noticed Guiana on there, and I was trying to remember if that's where Jonestown was, and I was like, so yes, you really, (laughs) we learned things about drinking stuff from there, but hey, hey, you know. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yep, so. (laughs) You're gonna throw in an awkward kind of true crime mass murder joke in there, (laughs) can you even call it that? (laughs) No, 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 it's it's totally on point right now, everybody. Everyone loves two crimes. So. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so this delicious mass suicide flavored. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, this is delicious, though. We only used a couple of mint leaves, like three big juicy mint leaves. That's it. Mm-hmm. And before when I made mojitos, I just stuck like half a branch in there, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. is good. And, and it's and it's if you're just doing your you know traditional mint flavored mojito, that's what you want to do. But sometimes you're always trying to find that balance of flavor where. Um, the gooseberries seem to be very tart, so you don't kind of don't want too much of the mint because that could kind of throw that off. Um, and so, yeah, and then, yep, a little bit of rum, then top it off with some ice and some sort of sparkling water. Um, forgot to get club soda, so I got the smart water sparkling water. Seems to be doing the trick yeah. for, like, two bucks a bottle Are or whatever it costs. smarter as we drink yeah, this? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, hey, this water is way too expensive. I don't know what this is, <laughs> this is but it's the only unflavored one they had at the gas station, so that's what we got. <laughs> It's, um, it's really tasty. My yeah. wife just sent up a message from downstairs. She's watching. How do you, 
How uh, do you think you can dance? There you go. Not how do you think you dance? Uh, but uh, she said that drink was del- re- that was delicious. It so. is. It is delicious. It I have really to say. Good. So hey, quick cheers on this because. Cheers. Super good. Super good. We did garnish them with some um, of the flowering parts of my mint plant. I did use mojito mint on this again um, because I thought chocolate or pineapple could be weird, but maybe pineapple would have been good. I don't know. Um, Yeah, this is great. And they each had, I don't know, maybe almost two ounces of gooseberries in them. Mm Mm-hmm. They're really a subtle flavor. Typically, gooseberries are used to kind of fill out pies like strawberry or rhubarb or whatever, you know, pies you're making. Uh, probably not pumpkin. That could be weird. But that would they're, be weird. They're kind of like a grape. They're kind of like a small marble-sized grape-looking thing that looks like a little beach ball, and it's, like, light pink. There's a few different colors, the ones that grow through my fence that I steal from my neighbor's plant. <laughs> Are these Are pink we ones? drinking stolen gooseberries Here's right now? the deal. <laughs> if it's on my side of the fence, no holds barred. It's either me or the dog, so... <laughs> so, yeah, I did, um... And these are really good. I really like them. Um, gosh, maybe not this year. Maybe next year, provided we, we all still like each other next year. I hope we do. <laughs> um, I have some yellow raspberries that are doing well right now. But I only have, like, I don't know, maybe 15 berries because it's a brand new plant. Yeah. So it's really not enough for us to, like, be super crazy about. But they're also a delicious flavor. And I thought that would be really good maybe next year. Definitely. Mm. But like the the little bit of tart, little bit of sweet is so good in this mojito. Super good. I'm loving it. Thank you so much, Nikki. Yep. Dan, thank you guys. Didn't you bring something minty to share as well? I did. As Look. a matter of fact. Let's uh, cue yes. the music and go grab it really fast. So this chutney has actually a number of ingredients. Mint is a component. Cilantro is also a major component. It's probably more cilantro flavor in it than mint. It also has roasted peanuts, roasted coriander, roasted pomegranate seeds, and a bunch of coconut. You can roast the coconut, too, if you want. If you have, like, shredded coconut, you can kind of, like, toast it. All these things I just, like, roasted on a pan on the stovetop. What would you... I'm eating this right now on toast just so I can taste it. (laughs) And everybody else already ate their toasty chutneys. Yeah. So I'm the only one eating it. So the mouth sounds... You can blame me. I don't even care. Be mad at me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, it also has peppers in it, like chilies. This is a really complex chutney. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's so good. What would you what would you eat this on aside from toast? Uh, I eat it with like South Asian food, like Indian food. Like you put this on tandoori chicken, or what are you talking Something about? Something like that, or like kebabs, or kebabs. I like the mystery of what he offers. You just put it on this kind of food. I'm gonna let you fill in the blanks. <laughs> gonna... You can put it on it's waffles. With, it's good with curry. You know, like if you're eating uh, green smoothies. <laughs> yeah. I eat. I literally eat this chutney with dry spaghetti a lot noodles. Of stuff that I probably shouldn't. I mean, it's it's similar to like pesto. You know, if you think about it, like you could eat this with noodles. I suppose you could do whatever you wanted, but I think it would probably taste good. 
that way. I just, I just love this chutney. I literally will eat it by the spoon. This is okay. So, what made you think to combine mint, roasted peanuts, and um, coconut I, and I pomegranate bits? I'm gonna fess up. This is my girlfriend's mom's recipe. This is rad. Yeah, this she, is rad. Yeah, I kind of like helped her. She was sort of like. She was sort of like mentoring me to make this chutney. This Mint, is like her secret. This is like you? yeah. This is like this is a legit legit. Everybody acknowledge recipe. my my pun first. Mentoring. It was, it was good. <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> but you can also, I mean, like, so you can taste all these things, and you can kind of change the chutney based on. What you prefer, you know, you could have more coconut flavor, you could have more mint flavor, less cilantro. You could up the peanut and the coriander, like the roasted coriander, and have more of that flavor come out. Mm-hmm. The sky's the limit. You can also do like roasted cumin, put a little of that in there to give it more of a taco flavor. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, I feel like chutneys are an extremely versatile thing, and like just adding a little bit to whatever food you're eating makes such a big impact of like that burst of fresh flavor, you know? That was really refreshing. I just ate a piece of toast and I feel refreshed, which is bizarre. Oh my god, it's so good. It was it was really good. I really like that, Dan. You should <clears throat> let's write <throat> that recipe down and <laughs> let's try and throw it on the blog as soon as we get up to this episode. By the way, I'm catching up <laughs> a little bit. I'm trying to do these you know, blog recaps for the podcast episodes. And I did do, I have um, a piece up from episode three. We talked about the Paris Agreement and a million things you can do to save the world. Pick two or three. Try them out. And coincidentally, that came up in the news again because there have been some back and forth talks about getting out of that thing and getting back in and getting back out. It's really like a bad college relationship. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Oh, my God. I can't control those people, but I can control how many times I flush the toilet. So there. Every time I don't flush the toilet, I'm like, take that. People, <laughs> president. I bet they're counting. They're like, we're gonna flush twice the toilets now that she does. <laughs> they're such jerks. No, I'm just kidding. But we did. We do have. Um, we have some straws that we got. We have some metal straws now, and they come with their own little pick cleaner, um, so that we don't use as many plastic straws. We don't use a ton of them it's really only when we're making fancy cocktails if we have a bunch of people but now we have some metal ones we decided to uh, use some of our extra silverware when we when i got married um to my husband jesse dixon hi buddy um we got new silverware and so we had this old silverware that really wasn't old it was like it's broken or anything it's just now we have new pretty stuff and i'm like that's it this other stuff is now going to be our barbecue picnic whatever we're having people over these silverwares can go outside and we'll just run them in the dishwasher or hand wash them whatever it's not more plastic garbage yeah um and then we also got uh we've been using some cloth napkins to try and use less paper towels and stuff so that's cool so there we go that is that's my (laughs) that's my hey we just got better on the blog you should look at our blog it's a good time um, 
I had a couple of people uh, listen to the podcast for the first time and tell us that we're fun to listen to. And I was like, oh, thank God, because <laughs> I know what I like, but I don't know what everybody else likes. And I was like, hey, thank you so much, friend. What she's trying to say is more feedback, please. No, yeah. Give us give us feedback. What do you like hearing about? Do you like more recipes? Do you like more terrible jokes? Do you want more life advice? Do you want me to tell you how many times to flush your toilets? <laughs> do you want to know about your yard, your barbecue, your flavors, your houseplants? What do you want? Please direct your questions to verdantnorthteam at gmail.com or our Facebook page. That would be great. Um, for the plants, for the, for the growing plants part of this podcast, I was going to talk about um, propagating some plants I- I- as simple as uh, sticking a cutting into water. So um, there's a bunch of stuff that's really easy to root out and grow as a house plant over winters. Um, and the idea here is that if you can keep a couple of cuttings going all winter, those are a couple of less plants that you have to buy next year in the spring for your landscape. So things that take really well to growing by uh, uh, water propagation are... Uh, foliage plants and really, really uh, kind of the softer plants. They don't have woody stems. They have more, more just regular. Yeah, very herbaceous. So I took some cuttings about four to eight inches long, depending on how tall my vase was. Um, But we're (laughs) going to try sweet potato vine, um, some begonias, some coleus, some wandering Jew, which takes oh, yeah. takes to being a houseplant like no other. It's like the easiest thing. Yeah. Um, and you can also do impatience, but I'm not going to. My impatience look really terrible. So what you do is you take a cutting that's maybe like four to eight inches long, snipper off, so you have a nice clean cut. Uh, you're going to take off the bottom third of the leaves because if you stick leaves into water they're going to get rotten and stinky real fast so you just want the stem in there and um you're gonna watch the water lines so that it doesn't drop beneath your cutting and in like less than a week a lot of these things are already going to have roots so the idea behind sweet potato vine which everybody has as their spiller you know they yeah in their containers yeah in their containers um i have some purple stuff some uh sagey green and some uh Neon green. And what I've learned is neon green is the most delicious for cats to eat. So <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not doing well with my neon green sweet potato vine. But everything else doesn't show cat damage as much, so I can't really tell. But it looks like everything else is surviving, okay? So that's doing pretty well. I've had really good success with... Um, begonias in this way as well as coleus and the big thing is whatever cutting you're trying to root make sure that you're taking a cutting that doesn't have a flower on the cutting that you're taking because that flower is going to mess up that chunk of plant for what uh, hormones and sugars and resources are going where Mm. so getting an all leaves cutting is really good um what type of begonia? 
Um, I'm doing some dragon wing begonias, some, okay. but you can do any wax begonias. The the tuberous begonias and rex begonias, those do better with a different type of propagation where you cut the leaf and stick stick parts of the leaf into soil. Okay. Um, but, you know, I'm just going to do the easy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I also didn't buy a lot of fancy begonias. I only have one tuberous begonia, and it's a yellow one, and I don't even know if I'm going to try and save the tuber. There are some things that... let it go. Yeah, there are some things that you just let go. Um, If you're taking cuttings or propagating anything, never try to propagate an ugly, diseased, damaged, sad, sick plant. Chuck it. Chuck it into the compost or the garbage. Just, you know, (laughs) (laughs) if it has a disease that you don't want to possibly be in your compost like you have tomato blight, then that's the kind of stuff that you stick into the garbage garbage tied up, not into your compost bin. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I'm gonna try to do that with my irisine, and I'm also gonna see what I can do with some flowers called lantanas. Um, so those have some seeds, but they may not grow true to seed, which means look exactly like the mama plant that you took the seeds from. Um, but if you are taking cuttings, you're essentially cloning. The plant that you took the branch or it's not really a branch, the stem, the cutting, whatever you want to call it. Um, So those are exact clones and going to look exactly like the plant that you took them from. So that's pretty cool. And when you figure that a decent plant can cost you about five bucks from uh, a nice nursery, then... You know, any of these that survive, save me five bucks. Yeah. (laughs) Coleus are the best to do this with. And honestly, I love sticking different kinds of coleus and wandering Jew and Swedish ivy and these types of foliage plants. I love sticking them into bouquets with fall flowers and giving them to my friends because then they can root the little cuttings and then they have houseplants or they throw the whole thing away. It doesn't matter. But like (laughs) after the flowers are done and gone, there's still red from this coleus and purple from this wandering Jew and green from the Swedish Ivy. And there's still something interesting and alive and refreshing about looking at these plants that are growing in water essentially. So that's one of my favorite things to do. It's important to do this before it frosts outside because once it frosts, like that's going to kill a lot of leaves because yeah. it it's just like sticking something in the freezer. It blows up the little uh, the little so, cells and turns everything into squish. Especially if these are the herbaceous plants to begin with, yeah. you know, those are the ones that get damaged the quickest. So, well, they're all tropical, and we're all trying to grow them up here, yeah. and they do great in the summer. And. Once global warming catches up, then they'll do great here all year. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. That was a cheap joke. Um, (laughs) But I I like it. Have you grown anything in water before? I have never done it. Never, ever? Never. I know you can do that with a lot of different herbs, but I have a really tough time keeping herbs over the winter indoors. It's hard for me Mm. to keep basil growing. It's hard for me to keep mint growing. That stuff all seems to not be happy in my house so yeah. i don't know it's just the light do you think or it's probably the demons i think i need a oh, yeah. an old priest and a young priest 
exercise with demons? <laughs> no, I think I, I don't have very many windows, and I also have the the furry beasties to contend with. So there's only so much that's going <laughs> to... There's only so many window sills and so much I can resuscitate. So I do my best. But I'm excited about the iris scene. That's that hot pink leaf stuff that I grew this year that I really loved. Oh, okay. Oh, it's gorgeous. So I'm pumped about that. Um, I'm going to try to order seeds for that, too. So that is me talking about soft cuttings. There you go, guys. Go make some free plants. You can do this with tons of house plants, but you can do it with some of your outdoor plants as well. Yeah. Hey, Randy, I think we had... An email that came to our Verdant North email. Would you read that out to us? We actually got an email. Email. <laughs> email. <laughs> Hi, Verdant North team. As far as you know, my name is Phineas, longtime listener, first time caller. My family and I are moving to the greater Minneapolis St. Paul area soon. We have just purchased our first home. We move in in October. We have some yard in the front and back with some existing shrubbery. What do you recommend for some starter landscaping? Keep what we have as long as it looks good. Should we wait for spring to do anything big? I hope to hear your answer on your wonderful podcast. Warm regards. Totally Phineas X. McGillicuddy. <laughs> A little anti-Irish with that last name there, guesser person, but maybe you're Irish and I shouldn't judge. Oh, Phineas X. McGillicuddy. I wonder what the X stands for. I'm pretty sure he thinks he's an X-man. <laughs> <laughs> With superpowers, yeah, I got superpowers. Yeah, all those superpowers, Dan. What would you, what would you do with um, with the advice to these new homeowners? First, uh, these you, noobs. If you go to Home Depot in the fall, I think they have a deal on like renting backhoes. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably just chill. Uh, it's a good idea to um, not do a whole lot maybe like the first season or two just so you can kind of see okay first of all like what do you have and even if you know that you have like such and such or it's a hydrangea or whatever you don't know what type it is or you don't really know what it looks like in the different seasons so I think I would just kind of take it easy and for probably the first year unless you're like super opinionated about your plants and have like a real you know clear vision about what you want to do uh, just kind of see what's there and see how things do, because uh, it could be that there's already some really good stuff, but you don't know it because it's not May, you know. Right. So <clears throat> that would be my advice to start. Uh, I, I completely agree with that. I think you have to know what your yard is like first. Is it shady all summer long? Is it really windy, dry, or is it super sunny? Like, you need to know your light conditions, and you kind of need to know what the weather is like. So, Mr. McGillicuddy, you're moving here from, I don't know where, but you're moving in October. And October is going to be really difficult to do anything other than stick some cute pumpkins and mums on your front step. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would probably do that. And since we also don't know what your skills are and we don't know what's in your yard, um, I would definitely recommend a year of observation. And then if you're, if you get really itchy or you see something you love at somebody else's house, snap a picture so you can find out what is it. Maybe you can even get, you know, if it's something like 
uh, irises or something like that. Maybe your neighbor will dig some up for you. You know, that kind of stuff is pretty easy to come by. So um, we need to kind of assess your skill level. And if you're kind of level one and we see what's already going on in your yard, you know, maybe we'll start with a couple of easier things um, and then work towards saving a little bit to do something really cool. Like if you're like, I want my backyard patio to look awesome. Guess what? Outdoor tables are kind of spendy. So it's it's smart to like have an idea of what you're going after and have enough time to source it. Um, Like watching for free plants on nextdoor.com. Uh, that's also an app you can get, but people give away free plants on next door at my neighborhood all the time. And if you're moving to the Twin Cities, I'm going to assume your neighborhood's pretty similar to mine. Um, Virginia Creeper. Virginia. Find that for free. Rutabagas. A lot of times. Rutabagas. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I got some. Um, I got a climber climbing hydrangea cuttings uh, from a, a neighbor for free. And I'm supposed to get some dogwood cuttings from another neighbor, which would give me some excellent fall interest. So that's the, you know, we're, we got to assess your skill level and your yards conditions, maybe yeah. save a little bit of money and make a couple of neighboring garden friends and think about what you want your yard to do for you. Yeah. Do you have a kid and a dog and you want a really easy yard and you're just going to make your husband mow for you, <laughs> Heather, uh, <laughs> then you have part of your answer there. Um, and you can see where the water moves on your property, too, because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you don't want to, like, try and do something cool and then find out that you're on a hill and you get a creek that runs through your new landscaping. So. Yeah. You know, another thing it's good to watch is just to see how, like, maybe you have a dead spot in your yard in the middle of summer. Where know. a dead guy's buried. <laughs> yep. That's what dead people do. They kill things. They kill your grass. <laughs> they're such a drag. And I watch a lot of these shows, like, when ghosts attack and whatnot. Yeah. There was one I watched recently where a guy moved into a new house and accidentally dug up an old cat and then got haunted by a group of old ladies for a while. So... <laughs> <laughs> So don't dig up your yard or you'll get haunted by old ladies when you find cat bones. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) That's good advice. (laughs) I think think, uh, Phineas McGillicuddy, you just need to enjoy moving in. You're going to have all your own little projects you have to do to make your house really livable. This winter time, you know, you can figure out where do you spend your time and what windows do you look out of that you would like a different view right there. And that'll give you kind of a starting point. Like, I need something to give me privacy out this window. Or I want something nice to look at out that window. Or my baby is about to be a toddler and I want things that it's okay for them to chew on and smell good. And and that will give you a good starting point to what you want to do next. By the way, I think Ginger is uh, eating the cactus. Hey, Ginger. Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> what me? I'm Oh, no. Look at I. Busted. Turns out St. Bernard mixes eat Christmas cactus. <laughs> Goofy girl. But as far as uh, listening to our podcast, Phineas X. McGillicuddy, thank you for listening. That's so, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> More emails, please. Nah. More emails, please. Oh, this is um, 
this has been a pretty good episode, I think, guys. This has been a good wrap-up. Uh, we talked about allergies, and Nikki made us a fancy pink mojito with gooseberries. And we talked about propagating in water. We talked about chutney. We talked about first-year home buyers. Why don't you just cool your jets and observe your space you're gonna have plenty of other projects anyways i don't know does, does anybody have anything they want to add to today's podcast before we run away no 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 i think it's good that's a good podcast i'm calling it roll the credits Thanks again for listening to Verdant North. Find our blog post online at adverdantnorth.net. Find us on Twitter at Verdant North. And you can find us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. We need to get a link ready to go for that. So we just see facebook.com backslash Verdant North. I'm looking at you while we say that. What do I have to do? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, If you want to contact us but hate social media, you can email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. That's verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. You can hear this podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or google play music please don't forget to like rate comment and share the podcast it's the important m- please please share we want to grow we want to go invasive and we really want to propagate via water too uh <laughs> please uh the more likings ratings comments we receive the more visible this podcast becomes and we do not buy advertising at wholesale we very sporadic and really it helps us when you talk about us positively thank you you know that's how the internet works it's people you can spend all the ads you want you just click us away so we want you to tell your friends this place is pretty god cool <laughs> uh, you can find caroline holstrom on twitter at, at miss zero line and miss o line uh, you can find dan hudson hanging out uh starting his country band kenny chutney uh <laughs> Uh, he's going to sell that one big, though. Uh, and you can find Nikki Lyons on Instagram at NovemberBlue83. It's NovemberBLU83. And you can find me, Randy, on Twitter at Marlin underscore Rando. You can hear me also on this Scattered podcast, which we should have uh, Carolyn's episode out pretty soon. Uh, we've been real busy lately. Also available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. That is the Scattered Podcast. It's good, you guys. Check it's it out. It's a fun time. It's if a fun like time. you like shooting the shit, you're going to like the Scattered Podcast. You're, you're going to get annoyed with us, but then love us all again. <laughs> uh, special thanks always to Brietta Stead and Dewey Vu for the graphics and artwork they've done for us. And an extra big thanks again to Webmaster Corey Hartung. Weird. I feel like we heard from him earlier. I'm not sure. Or somebody who knows him. Uh, for making sure we exist on the web. As always, thanks to Minneapolis Band Volcanus for allowing us to use their tunes follow their hilarious video blog project on youtube and listen to them and our tribal band prozac rat on Bandcamp, youtube and find them on facebook thanks for listening and always remember it's okay it's okay to kill plants just kill them just throw them in the garbage kill them all kill them all (laughs) kill them all kill them all